Welcome to the Nifty Chicks. Floor, Dow, airdrop. I feel like we're speaking a different language. Minty Cell, what does it all mean? Well, Jen FT, that's because we are speaking a different language. And trust me, it takes some time to learn and understand all the terminology that comes along with NFTs. And besides that, even once you think you've got it all down, something new will pop up the next day. That's why we wanted to help you all understand some of the most common terminologies. Let's do this. Welcome to the Nifty Chicks. Hi, Jen FT. Hi, Minty Cell. How are you today? I am great. I am great. How are you? I'm great. I I love that we're going to talk about this because I remember when I first got into NFTs, it truly, well, NFTs, blockchain, cryptocurrency in general, it truly is like learning a new language. It is. It is. And it's um, a little intimidating and a little overwhelming, especially when you're so new. It's just like, I mean, it's diving in the deep end, but not knowing even how to swim. <laughs> right. So true. So should we go ahead and just dive right in? And then I, before we do that, I do want to say that we will have all of this listed on our blog page, which for those of you that haven't visited our blog, it is theniftychicks.io, and we will have each of our episodes will have show notes that go along with our shows. So if we mention links or you know something else that you need to go check out, you can always go find that at theniftychicks.io, and then it will be forward slash whatever that show number is. So this is show number 35. So for these show notes, you'll just go to theniftychicks.io forward slash 35, and then you'll be able to find all the terms that we mentioned today. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So let's get started. Okay, let's do this. So the first one is diamond hands, and I love this because I feel like I'm a diamond hands girl. I... Bye, 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 and then I hodl. And I know we've we've said hodl, I think, in every episode we've done so far, and goes along with diamond hands, you have to hodl, which is hold on for dear life, if you are going to have diamond hands. And diamond hands means that once you buy, you aren't going to sell no matter what happens. Prices can go up, prices can go down, there can be negative news about the project, there can be... Another term we're going to talk about, but FUD, um, which we're going <laughs> to discuss later on. But that's basically the what diamond hands are. Are you diamond hands, Jen FT? I am on some things. I am on some things. I'm definitely not paper hands, which we'll explain later. But uh, I do consider myself diamond hands, especially on specific projects that I absolutely love. And I just want to keep them long term. Yep. I agreed. All right. So our next one is PFP. So that, what that stands for is uh, proof of picture or profile picture, more commonly profile picture. And what that means is like, you know how you have an Instagram account or a Twitter account or a LinkedIn, you always have that picture. It's usually always your face or a headshot or something that you 
you you like. So what a PFP means is that it's a project, usually a project that is such that you use that NFT as your new profile picture. So if you follow me on Instagram or on Twitter, you'll see that Women Rise project, my dear Women Rise NFT is my profile picture. So in my mind, it is far more than just a PFP project, but I am using it as a PFP project, Pro, uh, a proof of picture and a profile picture. Yep, yeah, I love it. So burn, burn is something you will hear in the NFT world. And basically what that means is let's say a collection has 10,000 pieces within that collection, but they set a time limit. Let's say they, they say they're going to sell this project for seven days and it doesn't sell out. They only sell 7,000 of their NFTs. So rather than having those 3,000 sitting out there available for sale, they burn them. So it means that those 3,000 that are left over are gone forever, limiting the supply on that project to that 7,000 that were initially sold. So that's what it means to burn a project or burn an NFT. Awesome, awesome. All right, next is airdrop. So once you get to see and become familiar with having a wallet, um, you can often have an, uh, an NFT airdropped to your wallet. What that means is that a, um, either a, a, another NFT owner or more commonly the project, um, kind of either the artist or it's someone on the leadership team of a project, will airdrop the NFT for free. There's no transaction costs on your end. All of a sudden you will wake up and you will see an extra NFT or two in your wallet. That means that they have been airdropped to you. Which I love that. In fact, I just got some God is Woman uh, NFTs airdropped to me. I think it was today, maybe yesterday. So moving on. I love that when you wake up with new NFTs that you didn't have to pay for. Uh, So moving on to DAO, D-A-O, stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. Basically, what that means is that if you are an owner of a certain NFT, it provides you with additional information or additional responsibilities, I guess. You have the ability to vote on different things that the project is doing, the direction of the project. A lot of times in DAOs, they will uh, possibly purchase other NFTs that can increase the, uh, I guess, the the price or the, um, I'm not saying this correctly. Help me out here, GenFT. It increases the value of the project because they are out there purchasing other NFTs that they believe or that the DAO believes are going to be worth more in the long term. Yeah, that's that right. Sense? That's right. I think of it. As, yeah, it does. I think of DAOs as like an investor pool or maybe like a board of directors. Yes. Where it's not just a leadership team or like the CEO of the company making decisions. You've got now the community and the investors making the decisions and driving the change. So moving on to floor. So I did mention this in our last uh, episode, if you watched that, 
floor for every project that there is on the secondary market, um, you have the ability to buy and sell NFTs. And within that project, um, NFTs are either you know the most expensive and the least expensive. The floor is the least expensive. It is basically capturing the cheapest NFT that is being listed. It does not qualify those that are being bid on that are not actually truly listed. But if I had an NFT and I were to sell it and I want to sell it fast, what more commonly happens is I'll sell it at the floor price, knowing that someone will be willing to pick up the cheapest one. And that would be the floor price. Yep. So next up is FUD. That's F-U-D, which stands for fear, uncertainty and doubt. And there can be a lot of things that that go into this in projects. It could be you know, negative news stories about the project. It could be something happens in their Discord or Twitter, or there's there's rumors about the project. There's there's a lot of different reasons and and things that can go into creating FUD around a project. And I mean, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but it could be that there's you know bad association with somebody within the project. Um, it could be that people might think that there's going to be a rug pull, which I think uh, we're going to talk about that here in a minute. So, FUD. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt, for sure. Um, So next one is gas. So gas is essentially the cost of the transaction, the cost of doing that transaction. And one of the more commonly used in real life that I can uh, kind of compare it to is if you've ever Venmoed someone, there's usually a fee or perhaps used a credit card to pay for something. There's usually a fee to actually um, to, to execute that transaction. Gas is essentially the, the fee that comes with um, transacting on whatever blockchain you're on. So within Ethereum, Ethereum is known to have high gas fees. So if you were to purchase a $100 NFT, more likely than not, you will be paying gas on that. And that gas can range, I mean, my gosh, I have paid hundreds in gas fees, um, which actually takes me to my next uh, point and definition, which is gas wars. I paid hundreds in fees just because I wanted to mint a project. So the more demand there is at a single time, the higher the gas is, the higher the transaction fee is. So you often get gas wars when a project is minting. We'll talk about minting in a minute. But when a project launches and you want to go buy that NFT before it sells out, it usually gas spikes because there's a lot of people trying to make that same transaction. Um, so the gas will, sp- it will spike. And if you catch it at the right time and you actually get the NFT, you're usually paying high gas fees. That is essentially the definition of gas wars, is that when so many people trying to transact on the gas or on the NFT at the same time, you get gas wars. Which is funny because I, when we were talking about these, I'm like, I don't even really know what gas wars are. And that's because I personally never get to mint. Every time I've tried, I miss it or I screw up the times or I'm just, I I feel like pretty much most of the NFTs that I've purchased so far have been on the secondary market. So yeah, oftentimes you get NFTs cheaper because you're not paying such high gas fees. So who knows? You actually might be playing a better NFT game than it, I am. It is true because I'm able to watch it. And a lot of times I <laughs> I end up shopping for NFTs late at night 
so I can see where the gas is and then typically I pay less gas for sure. Uh, so generative art, you may have heard about generative art and basically what this is, is that a, not all projects are this way, but certain projects have generative art and it means that there's like a base of that, that piece of art. And then there are different variables that are layered onto it in order to create the final piece. And it can be a million different things. It can be hair, hair color, hair length, hairstyle, hat, sunglasses, um, the eye color, eyeglasses, um, skin colors, backgrounds, uh, movement, no movement, border, no border. Um, I mean, there's there's a million different combinations in some in some projects. So it really just depends how many traits, how many different varieties of the generative art project that each each one has. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And we'll we'll kind of show some examples of that when we get to um, kind of utilizing OpenSea and looking at the properties tab. That's exactly what you were just mentioning. Everyone has different properties, so we'll look at look at that further. Yeah. Um, all right, next one is minting. So we've talked about this. Uh, Minty Cell, I feel like you should be doing this. <laughs> I know, how did, how did that happen? <laughs> I'm actually going to turn this over to you. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's fine. You could, so minting is basically something I never get to do, even though my name is Minty Cell. Um, but basically, it means that when a project first launches, you are one of the first people to buy that buy into that project. You are minting that piece. And basically what happens is when you when you hit that button that says buy now, then you get whatever mint is is given to you. And a lot of times, like for example, today I sat on uh, with the women tribe and you don't even know what you're getting yet. Uh, usually it's it's not revealed yet. So men or women tribe uh, the project went for, went on sale on Saturday. Today is Monday that we're recording this, and they just revealed what you actually get. So when you mint into a project, it means that you don't know what characteristics you are going to get on that actual NFT. You could get something really rare. You could get a one of one, or you could get something very common that's, you know, not worth a whole lot. So. That's right. Yeah. And I think the only um, other difference there is that you're buying direct, right? So you're buying direct from the project versus buying on the secondary. Right. Um, okay. Next would be, uh, I'm going to combine the next two because they're abbreviations, MM. You often see MM, that stands for MetaMask, which is a version of a digital wallet. We will go through those and how to create those in another episode. But for what you need to know, MM stands for MetaMask. And the next abbreviation is OS, OpenSea, which is a market, actually the largest secondary market that there is as of now, as of recording of this. There's a lot of other secondary markets trying to compete for that number one spot, but OpenSea continuously uh, surpasses all of the other competitors based on the volume, uh, the trading volume that they have. So OS, MM stands for MetaMask, a digital wallet, and OS stands for OpenSea, the secondary market. 
And this one did work out perfectly since I had diamond hands. Now we're going to talk about paper hands. And so paper hands is the opposite of diamond hands. It means that you are buying NFTs, probably maybe not primarily to flip them, but probably to flip them. And a lot of times... If you're paper hands, you are selling your NFT for lower than what people perceive it, sh it should be sold for. There are circumstances that it makes sense that people have to do this. I mean, you never know. You could have bought it in a time when life was grand and then you have something major happen and you just need to get rid of that for a reasonable price. So you might price that particular NFT for lower than the floor to get it to move. That's right. Yep. All right. Next is reveal. So just you actually just touched on this in the minting um, and use a perfect example of women tribe. So oftentimes a project will launch and, um, you know, will you'll come to mint day, which is the, their official launch day. And then it will take a couple of days or depending on how, um, you know, successful the project is, will determine when they reveal. So more often than not, if you're minting a big project, you get this kind of default uh, image in your wallet that shows up. And it's the same image across everyone. Everyone who mints has the same image. And then once you get to the reveal day, the image will reveal to the actual NFT that you have. So it's not only a big party on mint day to see who actually got one, but then there's a huge party on reveal day to see what your NFT is. Like you said, you can get a rare one, you can get a common one. Either way, reveal day is the day that you find out. Yeah, cool. So the next term that we want to talk about is something that I hope none of you ever experience, and that is a rug pull. Basically, what that means is that the project is out there and they are, they're a scam. They are out there to take your money and run. So typically, what you see with a rug pull is you buy in to this project with the hopes and the promises that they have given you. And then the what happens is they... They go away. They take your money. You might get an NFT, but it's it's not going to be worth anything. Um, a lot of NFT projects are built on the foundation that you're going to get something else from that. It didn't necessarily start out that way, as we talked about in the last episode with like uh, board apes and crypto punks. Was there was no utility that went along with those. They are adding that as they go along, and I'm not actually sure is if utility is in our terms. Uh, if not, basically what that means is that they're providing you with something else, whatever that may be. It could be that they, the project is working with a charity to, for charity donations. Um, it could be that they're going to have events or some sort of something additional that they're bringing to the holders of that particular NFT. For example, um, V Friends, Gary V is hosting a conference. So if you hold a V Friend, you can go to this conference for three years, VCon. So those are just some examples of utility that can be um, added. And hopefully that makes sense about what a rug pull AKA scam is. 
Yeah, yeah, and we'll get into utility because that's a big part of what determines, in my mind, a project that I want to invest in. So I'm excited to dive further into um, utility specifically. Yeah. All right, the next one is floor sweep. So as I mentioned, this goes along with uh, the definition of a floor. Every project, uh, actually, I won't say every project because not every project has a floor. CryptoPunks is a perfect example that there are none that are actually listed, so there is no floor. Um, we'll go into that later. But anyways, the floor suite means that for every project that has a floor, there are often a row of like the cheapest NFTs within that project. A floor suite means that you just go in and you buy all of those cheapest uh, NFTs at the floor price. And what that usually does is that essentially elevates the value of the project, elevates the floor, it elevates the image that the project is more valuable. Because let's say uh, the floor price of a project is one ETH. If you go and buy all of the ones at one ETH, now maybe the cheapest one is two ETH. And what, I mean, this is a very generic kind of term, but that's rare to find a one ETH to two ETH. But either way, once you buy all those one ETH, now the project is, is viewed and valued at two ETH is the cheapest and that's the floor price. So floor sweep just means that you're buying uh, several NFTs, uh, several of the cheapest NFTs within a project. Right. And Oftentimes, if you're able to sweep the floor, you may be considered a whale. So whales are people that have lots of money and are able to sweep the floor. And typically, if you if you see whales, they've got, you know, a handful of Bitcoin. They've got a fair amount of ETH in their wallet and or they could have a lot of one particular valuable project. So you could have a lot of bored apes in your wallet or you got a bunch. Well, I can't imagine you got a bunch of crypto punks, but you know, I'm sure there are whales out there that do. Yes. Those whales do exist. And another thing to mention about, about whales is that whales are able to move markets. And they do that by buying or selling a specific either cryptocurrency or NFT collection. And they're able to control things up or down uh, to fit their what their needs are. So it could be that they want to lower the price of a project so that they can go sweep the floor and then bring that project price back up. That's right. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's almost almost like market uh, what is it market manipulation, mm -hmm. but it's not. It's, there's no. Uh, it's not illegal to be a whale and to move the market the way you need to. As of yet, it is. Uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll see how that changes over time. But yeah, as of all right. So um, that takes you through all of the major definitions. We do have some abbreviations. I don't think it makes sense to go through them because. Um, it's kind of like a bunch of letters together. So yeah. maybe we would just put that in the blog post so that you guys can see what does GM stand for, G-M-D-E-D, uh, WAGME, all of those type of abbreviations we'll put in the blog post for you. Yeah, and this will, I think this those terms, like the abbreviations, will really help you better understand when you're on Twitter because a lot of times you'll see them on Twitter primarily, not, not as much Instagram, but definitely Twitter because, you know, you're limited on your characters for what you right. can write on Twitter. So a lot of times things get abbreviated. So hopefully right. that, right. that makes sense. 
And so now that we've got the terminology down, uh, I want to know how do we actually set up a wallet and how do we buy our first NFT? Well, we are going to talk about that in an upcoming episode of the Nifty Chicks, and we will walk you through exactly that. So stay tuned for that episode coming your way. But in the meantime, we just want to make sure that you guys are connected with us so that you know when we have new episodes drop. You can do that by subscribing on YouTube and clicking that bell. And then we are also on... Uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Nifty Chicks. That is the Nifty N I F T Y Chicks. And yeah, so go follow us and connect with us. Great. And as always, thanks for listening to the Nifty Chicks. Invest in yourself. You are worth it. The Nifty Chicks podcasts are not providing investment advice and are not taking listeners and readers' personal circumstances into consideration when discussing investments in cryptocurrencies or NFTs. The Nifty Chicks is not registered to provide investment advice. All the opinions of the hosts, guests, and or sponsors of the show are their own and are for information and entertainment purposes only. Do your own due diligence and research. Neither Jenna Cazadoy nor Aaron Sell are financial advisors. We are sharing our journey with you as we learn more about this crazy little phenomenon called NFTs. We make no recommendations. We only share with you what we are learning and what we are considering investing in. You must research any financial investment on your own. Just know that we will always strive for radical transparency with any show associations. Happy minting.